This Wellness Coach Podcast is brought to you by the Wellness... Redo, for crying out loud, don't tell them all of our secrets. There's a very special announcement coming up, folks. Go to the Facebook page, go to Instagram at the Wellness Couch, or better yet, go to thewellnesscouch.com, enter your email address to sign up for the very special announcement which is coming. Ah, you're killing me, Marcus. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Kristoff and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey Brett, this episode's brought to you by Forage. Forage. Love my Forage cereal, Damo. My Forage Paleo with uh, such a great way to start the day. I make my little homemade almond meal, uh, almond milk, I should say. I put some uh, strawberries on it. It's yum. beautiful. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah, I love Forage. Um, I created it with your health in mind, and obviously I created Paleo because you told me to. And uh, so <laughs> thank you so much for that. But this episode is brought to you by Forage. It's a great tasting, incredibly healthy, no added nasty muesli range that uh, I created to help you stay well. So if you want to see more about it, go to www.foragecereal.com. Hi, this is Damien. And this is Brett. G'day, Bretto. G'day, mates. Another great interview today. Another great interview. I really enjoyed chatting with Nerida Bint from um, Newcastle. But yeah. It's a beautiful part of the world up there, and she's done such a great job at doing what she's doing, you know, in around fitness, mindset, motivation. She, I mean, obviously her journey is enormous, isn't it? Yeah, Newcastle must be rocking. There's some amazing people in Newcastle. There's a great chiropractors. There's great wellness people, yoga teachers. Like so many good people happening in Newcastle. It's kind of the Byron Bay of the south and the southern parts or the central parts of New South Wales, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, it's seems guy. great. It's the guy. So, I enjoyed the chat today, though, Damo, talking a bit about sort of some functional fitness stuff. We've got to talk a little bit about CrossFit, which I like, but, yeah. you know, taking a little bit of a different perspective around CrossFit and a, a couple of examples of how CrossFit coaches can do it wrong, I, I thought. Was shocked. I was shocked. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. I was shocked. And um, so, yeah, I think a great interview, but people can learn a lot about uh, movement and fitness and mindset and all sorts of things from this one today, I reckon, Damo. Yeah, I reckon too. Uh, what I did like um, – was Nerida's enthusiasm. Like she's yeah. got a really enthusiastic mindset around it. She's really passionate. You can tell she owns it. She's really uh, she's kind of fresh. Like it was really nice yeah. like, to speak with somebody who hasn't been around in the industry for a long time, but is doing this because of her own personal experience. And then is so fresh. Like it's just it was, yeah. it was nice. Lots of passion there, Damo. I think Damo's so inspired. He'll be at CrossFit at 5.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I would love to be at CrossFit. You've, you've lined up a, uh, a podcast for us at 5.30 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> so that's He's not so going to work. That that's not going to work. I'm going to say that. But anyway, um, I reckon people enjoy this. So uh, should we let them listen to it? Get into it. All right, mate. Enjoy, everybody. Enjoy this wonderful podcast with Narita Bind. Hey, Brado. Hey, Damo. How are you, mate? Great, mate. Fantastic, actually. You guys have sent some weather over to us. It's really nice. Thanks for that. Oh, mate, it's been ripping at the moment. It was muggy here on the weekend, though. I'm, I'm feeling it. We're not used to humidity and uh, playing cricket and getting out in the garden. I was, I was zapped by the end of the weekend, but it was absolutely beautiful. Lucky you ripped and fit these days. If you, if you, well, uh, you know, if you were out of shape, if you weren't a wellness guy, you could be in a lot of trouble. Well, 
Well, I might need to get a few tips from my today's guest, Damo, because today we've got Nerida Bint joining us, and she has one of the only uh, cross-training facilities just for women uh, in Australia, and so, or in New South Wales at least, and it's called La Somme, which we're going to talk to her about and talk about what that is, but she's got a pretty interesting journey about uh, her own path from being 20 kilos overweight, feeling suicidal and on the path to self-destruction, to now being the owner of this amazing gym. So, I think we should welcome to the show Nerida. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, no. Hey, Nerida, how are you? I, this story sounds amazing because I was just reading at this about you know being overweight and suicidal, and it says that you walked into a CrossFit gym, and I do like CrossFit, but you know it can be a bit full on sometimes. The trainer looked you up and down and said, "Oh, darling, this is not for you. That's not what you want to hear when you is walk into right? a gym." Tell, tell us, tell us about your story. What happened? Um, yeah, it's, it, it definitely was one of those moments I'll, I will never forget. Um, so long story short, I had been trying to lose this weight for years. I'd joined a couple of gyms, trained, and, you know, thought I was eating well. And the training just was not doing anything for my body. My partner and I at the time bought a house across the road from a CrossFit gym. And back in the day, this was seven years ago, so no one really knew what CrossFit was. I was completely in awe. I would watch the guys training and it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. I would see girls, you know, doing pull-ups and running and rowing and lifting tires. And, you know, I became really obsessed with watching them and fascinated. So I finally got up the courage to go over and, and you know, I was very naive at the time too. I didn't even think it would be a matter of whether I would be able to join. I just, I finally, when I decided that's what I wanted to do, that's just what I wanted to do. So I remember walking into the gym and being really kind of excited by the set out. It was like a scene out of a Rocky film, you know, there was just, you know, equipment everywhere and people training and, you know, working out just looked amazing. And even though I was really overweight and I was a little self-conscious, I was still excited. Um, So I talked to the owner and, um, you know, it took me a couple of minutes to pick up on the vibe who wasn't really matching my same energy and enthusiasm. And yeah, like once we kind of got chatting, I expressed him my desire to join the gym and he was the one that kind of looked me up and down and said, you know, this is not for you. And obviously I was mortified. It was humiliating. I remember doing, you know, it was all I could do not to cry, burst into tears and I left. And, um, you know, that never you know I went home and I I wish you know a few people have said oh that gave you the energy to turn around and go and open up your own it definitely didn't happen that way I went home and I just forgot all about it um for a couple of months and then it wasn't until I bumped into a friend months later who looked really good he'd lost about 15 kilos and I remember saying to him what have you been doing and he said I've been doing CrossFit and I was like damn it I really want to do that like it looks amazing I used to love watching the guys train across the road from me and he was the one that convinced me. He said, no, come to my gym and try it out. You'll love it. The community is amazing. But I was terrified of going. Um, and so we kind of made a loose plan to go that following Thursday. And I remember thinking to myself, I will just find a way to get out of it when the time comes. Um, and I remember that morning he messaged me saying, don't even think about cancelling. I'll see this afternoon at 5 o'clock. And, yeah, I ended up being dragged along to my first proper CrossFit um, class. That's incredible. I'm kind of, um, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, wow, wow. There is definitely a buzz about CrossFit uh, or even just cross-training in general and particularly in groups that get people gets people really involved and engaged. And that I think, you know, maybe what you saw when you're living across the road from the gym was just this, you know, beautiful environment where people uh, train together, they're happy, they're laughing, they've got this beautiful, strong friendship and you just want to be part of that. Is that part of what you 100%. try to create? Is it, you know, is that, is that oh. the big appeal? 
Um, but, you know, you've hit the nail on the head by saying that. I, I was watching these people training together and, you know, I so badly wanted to be a part of that. And, you know, unfortunately that gym, you know, didn't really welcome me in, you know, due to the fact that I was out of shape and, you know, I wasn't really up to speed. But this other CrossFit gym that I went to um, was the polar opposite experience. You know, I was welcomed in with open arms. Um, I remember five – I remember I was due to start the class at five o'clock, five minutes to, I was sitting in my car, I was watching people train training and I was thinking what am I doing like I'm just going to be met with the same rejection the same humiliation and I was literally shaking and you know for some reason I made myself get out of the car walk in and that just changed my life the owner welcomed me in he introduced me to five people straight away um, and he was so friendly didn't even bat an eyelid at how overweight I was Um, and the first workout I did was something ridiculous it was four rounds of 400 meters run um, 20 kettlebell swings, 20 pull-ups, 20 burpees. So I remember the first oh, first easy. lap. No worries. Yeah. I know. I remember the first lap. There was an oval that backed onto the gym and I was halfway around the oval. I was last by mile. Everyone was in the gym ready to run onto their first set of 20, you know, kettlebell swings. Um, but anyway, I just pushed through it. I just, luckily I had a bit of a sporting background. So I was able to kind of just think, you know what, this is just going to suck for a bit. You're just going to have to suck it up. This will be good for you. And I remember the last like 20 set of burpees, everyone was cheering me on. Everyone was encouraging me, you know, people yelling at me to keep going to finish the workout. The 20 burpees, the entire class stopped and dropped down and did the burpees with me. And I just remember being overwhelmed with this sense of, you know, community and just friendship. And after the workout, everyone was high-fiving me. One lady even hugged me and said how proud she was of me. And, you know, I just felt like for the first time, I belonged. Like I really felt like it didn't matter what shape, age or size or ability I was at. I I was still I still had a right to exercise and be a part of a team and be a part of a group. And yeah, that one workout just, you know, changed my life and I became addicted, you know. I signed up straight away and wow. the, you know, the journey from then is and you know, so that's what I definitely model my own gym on right now. Like I think no matter what age, shape, size or ability anyone is at, everyone has the right to take a step into a gym and want to try and change your life and exercise and be a part of a group. Mm. I love that, Nerida. And I think that group dynamic that you get in those sort of environments really is uh, very helpful. And, and you know, I think sometimes you can almost become like frenemies with the people you oh, train. Oh, yeah. You know, doing like CrossFit <laughs> sort of stuff because there's sort of one side to it, which is that really supportive, loving, caring, everyone cheering everyone, supporting everyone, you know, wanting to do well. And then there's kind of the other side of it where there's that little thing in your back of your head that's just a little bit competitive, wanting to, oh, you yes. know go one little bit further than the guy next to you. So, you know, how do you find those two play off against each other in your gym in terms of, you know, the, the benefits of the competitive nature but also the benefits of the supportive nature? Oh, look, I struggle with that actually because, you know, so my my first experience at CrossFit, you know, was five years um, training with guys, girls, and it was a lot of the guys that used to really push on me to go harder and used to challenge me and, you know, even joke about once I got good, like it took me six months and I kind of lost the weight and I got pretty strong. And then guys would come along and join the gym and I would be lifting more than just joke about how mortifying that was for them all the time. Um, so in my gym now, like 
I definitely have a very strong work ethic and love to push the girls to the point of, you know, no return. Like I want to see how far I can push them. And I think that it's a real shame, but I think the term competition or competitive has a bit of a negative connotation to it. And I talk to the girls about it all the time. I always tell them to find their little rabbit, that one person that's just a little bit ahead of them, just a little bit fitter, just a little bit stronger, just a little bit more skilled and try and chase that person, track them down because, you know, that competitive nature is in us all and we all want to be better and it's not about bringing down that person that's better than us but it's about wanting to match that or even beat them one day and then keep them on their toes you know I think it's a really healthy thing to encourage but definitely I think women um you know struggle with it a little bit more than men I think men typically tend to you know be able to put that aside but women tend to attach a lot of um, you know, I don't know how what the word, the term is, but yeah, I think they think it's a bit of a personal attack when you're trying to be competitive with someone. But no, I definitely think it's a great thing, and I encourage it everywhere I can. I swear that the girls that train here must think that I think I'm some sort of military commander or something because of the way I yell at them. But yeah, I definitely think it's a healthy thing to encourage. And I know myself, whenever I'm training, I always put myself next to the girl who's a little bit better than me, the girl that's a bit stronger, a little bit faster, and I try my best to keep up with them. It's a really nice, really nice mixed blend. It actually, I feel quite excited just listening to you talk about it, Nerida. It's It's got a really nice buzz and I felt emotional when you were talking about how you rocked up to the CrossFit gym and the trainer there looked at you and he's going, you know, honey, this isn't for you. I was like, oh man, that's just so bad. And then I feel really inspired by the story that you're talking about now. Was it tough for you to you know, lose the weight of 20 kilos is a lot of weight to lose. Was that a difficult thing for you to do or did you find that relatively easy once you clicked into gear? It was definitely one of the most challenging things I've ever done because for the first time in my life, I'd always been really active. So I'd always exercised, but this, what I didn't realize that was my, I didn't really realize the effect that nutrition has on your on your, um, you know, your, your health. And so for the first time I was learning all about food and, and I also learned that I was an emotional eater. I was very emotionally connected to food and when I was depressed and that's why I really linked the, the three together. And I think that's why I'm so passionate now about, um, you know, not only exercise but wellness because I've really seen the pattern that it all links, it all ties in. You know, if you're eating well then and you're training well, then you're sleeping well and you're feeling well. You're not having these, you know, sad thoughts. Um, whereas the reason why I'd stacked on that weight was deep down I was very unhappy. I was a very de- depressed, unhappy person. And the way that I reached in food where, you know, that ended up resulting in me putting on 20 kilos. So losing that weight was definitely the most challenging thing. I had to sit my partner down at the time and and really, really have a, a very serious conversation about how much I needed him to support me because I just did not have that discipline myself. Um, and, you know, it was to the point where I, we cancelled all of our social kind of, you know, events throughout the three. I signed up to Michelle Bridges' 12-week body transformation. And, you know, I will champion that woman to the, to the end of the earth because, she really taught me you know that I was emotionally connected to food and I was just eating food for the sake of trying to make myself feel better um so you know it meant that much to me I tried so so many times to lose the weight and I'd go okay I'd you know get on a a good eating plan for a couple of weeks and then I'd fall off and then I'd get on for a couple of weeks and I'd fall off and I just said to him this this is it like this is my life. This is my chance. I, I really need to commit to this. And I didn't go, we had social events. I didn't go to them because I just didn't trust myself. 
outside of my own, you know, control of being able to put what I wanted on my own plate and eat what I wanted. So I literally for three months would get up, go to work, train, come home, go to bed. I'd be in bed by 7.30, 8 o'clock just to stave off that temptation to go and buy ice cream or chocolate or that sweet that I was emotionally connected to that I thought would make me feel better, but long-term, not really. That's so, so yeah, great. it was definitely yeah. the most challenging thing, yeah. So great that you had uh, the support to be able to do that. You'd found your, yourself a program that you were willing to, mm. um, you know, to commit to. I think, you know, good on you for following Michelle's program. You know, obviously, she's done some great things and inspired so many hundreds of or thousands of people to, you know, to get on board. But you found your little thing. Uh, the reason why I'm reinforcing this message is because our listeners, you know, we're moving into summer now and people are going, oh, what am I going to do? And really what it took was for you to have support, for you to commit oh, to it yep. and to find a program that you really resonated with, wasn't it? That's what, that's what you needed. Totally. And I say to my girls all the time, like, you know, the thing that kept me in it and still does is having the people around me that live the same lifestyle that I do, that encourage the same lifestyle. So, that's your you know, even, right? that's, your, that's totally. your social life. They're now your social life. Totally. We're, 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 we're a culture that really is connected to food and alcohol too, you know. It's totally. such a common thing that we'll go out and, you know, to catch up with friends, it's always dinner and drinks or it's, you know, like and, – and for me – trying to shift that away and trying to eat healthy and stay on track with training and not want to be hung over the next day because I wanted to train, that was really challenging for me because it meant my friendship group kind of had to change a little bit or, or the way that I, you know, would connect with my friends changed. So instead of going out for dinner and drinks, you know, it was more suggesting let's go for a walk and a coffee. So having that support network there is so important because when you start to feel isolated and you start to, you, you know, you kind of lose hope because you're not getting results, you might have a bad week or whatever, you need that people, that group around you to keep you going, to keep motivating you through when you feel like you can't because motivation comes and goes. You know, you rely on that routine, that support network and other people around you to, you know, when you feel like you want to give up. I love that narrative. There's some great tips there, I reckon, for people who want to get motivated and want a little bit of help, you know, getting some, getting a start really and starting to make some change and how they can go about supporting themselves to do that and, and supporting each other to do that, which I think is really important. But mm -hmm. I want to change tack a little bit and talk a little bit about the cross-training side of what you do because mm -hmm. I think so many people can get yeah, cross-training is one of those words that lots of people use and they can often mean quite different things when they say it. So, you know, some people might be talking about training for a triathlon. You know, some people might be talking about using one of those funny cross-training machines in the gym. Mm. Um, you know, other people might be doing sort of high-intensity interval training or weightlifting and those sort of things. So, you know, what's, what's cross-training mean for you and what sort of stuff do you do at your gym? Uh, basically, I keep it as functional as possible. So, what I've really loved is getting strong but you know, also mixing it up with some cardiovascular and gymnastic movements. So the idea of cross-training and what we, the program that we do here is, you know, that it's constantly changing. It's never the same. You know, the workout that you walk in and see on the board today, will ne you'll never see again on the board. And the workout you do tomorrow is, again, totally different. So we spend um, the majority of our program, you know, getting girls really strong, really fit, and, you know, getting them some basic gymnastic skills so that it's it kind of adds that element of fun. You know, we everyone loves to learn how to do a pull-up, handstand, stuff like that. Um, so those kind of three elements mixed in together, I find, keep people really engaged um, because you're always working towards something. There's a goal. The one thing that I really don't, you know, agree with is training just for the sake of training and moving your body. You know, you're not invested in it. Here, 
you know, the minute the girls come into the gym, I'm always asking them, what are your goals? And I guarantee you every time it's, I want to lose five kilos. I want to lose X amount of kilos. I want to fit into this size dress. I want to weigh this much. I ask them six months later what your goals are. It's like, right, I want to be able to back squat my body weight. I want to be able to do five pull-ups. I want to be able to run a K in under five minutes. So the goals shift from what they look like to what they can do, but the, the they end up looking good as a byproduct anyway. You can't, you know, that happens naturally, but the focus isn't there. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, absolutely. And I'd love to go into that even a little bit more because you're talking about, you know, back squats and all these sort of things and obviously mm-hmm. in a female-only gym and a lot of girls uh, are a bit reluctant to jump in and start doing that sort of stuff. You know, they're not sure whether they should be lifting heavy weights and how that's going to change their figure and how that's going to get them, you know, to where they want to get to. You know, tell why do you think women need to be lifting heavy weights? Oh, I 100% agree. I remember the first time I picked up a barbell, I didn't even know what to do with it. And I was I was scared of it for probably three months. You know, I was terrified of it falling on top of me. Um, and, you know, I just didn't really feel confident using it. But um, from where I, I, you know, I used to be fit before I put on that weight, you know, when I went overseas and I, you know, stacked on the 20 kilos, I actually used to be pretty lean, but I was never strong. So what I love is seeing women get strong, you know, and and strength can be seen in all different forms. You know, it could be putting a barbell on your back and lifting, squatting down, you know, three or four times and going as heavy as you can, or it could mean being able to pull your body weight up over a bar. It could mean jumping to a really high height. Like, you know, it's just functional stuff that I love to see women getting, you know, fitter and stronger in because we all, it's just a part of our daily life that we need to, we, you know, we need to squat, we need to deadlift, we need to press. We need to be able to do all those movements because they transfer so well to our everyday life. Like every day you're squatting down onto a lounge or onto a toilet. You're bending over to pick something up off the floor. You're, you know, putting something up onto a shelf. It's all functional stuff. And the older I get, the more I see people, you know, that really lose their mobility and really lose their functionality in life. And that's what I'm really passionate about trying to keep people moving so that they can just live their everyday life better. Oh, that's great. So true. And I'm thinking about um, all of the different types of girls that have come into your into your business. There'll be girls in great shape, the girls just slightly out of shape, the girls who are in not great shape. And it just feels to me like anyone can come into your environment, which I think is really important. And what the message that seems to come across with what you're talking about there, Nerit, is this strength and self-love. You know, you've got this uh, this really key mental strength component plus physical strength component but also the ability to nurture and nourish yourself so not only through food but when i look at your timetable on your on your facebook account you've got yoga and you've got you know you know different classes obviously what you're trying to achieve is this ability for people to come and feel safe and at the same time um get strong is that is that where you would see it a hundred percent um you know like I say to the girls all the time, I'm, you know, and I say to my coaches, I'm very passionate about getting women fit and strong and and seeing people learn new skills. But what I'm really, really, um, you know, focused on is also making sure that anybody that steps through that front door, no matter what age, shape, size or ability they're at, is made to feel a part of the place and, you know, really welcomed from that minute that they walk through the door. If I do that every day for the rest of my life, like I would die a happy woman. It's just, you know, and, and more importantly, because because I don't want anyone to ever step into a gym or anywhere 
and feel that same feeling of rejection that I felt. And at the time, I thought it was, you know, one of the worst things that had happened to me, but it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because it's made me so determined now to create a place where that never, you know, that would never happen to a woman. And, you know, we do. We see women of all different shapes, sizes, and abilities walk in. And what I love is I see women that come in that are really, really fit and they look, you know, like they would pick it up really, really well. And everyone, no matter what, has a, something, a strength and a weakness. You know, I see girls come in and they might be really strong, but yet they're not super fit. Or I'll see girls come in that are really fit, but not very strong. Or I'll see girls come in and just be able to pick up the skills really easily. No one comes in and is amazing at everything, but at the same time, no one comes in and is really bad at everything too. So there's that little bit of balance, like something that you kind of enjoy that you're good at, but that little thing that you want to get better at that's, you know, that little kind of, you know, holy grail that you've got for yourself. So yeah, definitely. Um, I, that is the one, you know, passion that I have and the one commitment to the community that I have that, you know, I create this space that anyone can walk into. And I really feel like we've achieved that. When I talk to people in the business community and just in general in the fitness community, I definitely feel like we've, we've got that, you know, down pat. So I'm really proud of that. And, you know, it's not just me, like, I could be here. I'm not here all the time, you know, and I need to know that when I'm not here that that same thing is happening. And it was a really nice moment for me. Earlier this year, the CrossFit CrossFit, um, CrossFit Games happens and every gym in Australia does these workouts over the course of five weeks. And we had a girl come into the gym and I ran into her a few weeks later and she's from the US and she's trained at over 50 CrossFit gyms around the world. And she made a beeline for me at this at this bar and she said to me, I could not believe I've never trained in any gym like I have yours. She said, the minute I walked in, I was made to feel a part of the place. And here I am out tonight. I've been invited out for girls, you know, birthday drinks with some of the girls from your gym and I've known them all week. Um, and that was really nice because I'd actually been away at the time when she had come to try the gym out and I was really bummed because I s- saw her in some of the photos and I thought, oh, she looks like she would have been a bit of a weapon. I would have loved to have met her. Um, and it was so nice for me to know that even when I was on holidays and I was away, that the girls here still do the same things that they do when I'm here. They still introduce themselves to everybody. They still make everyone feel welcome. That's the culture. So, yeah, right? that was a you really proud moment. Yeah, yeah. beautiful culture there. That's right. So, do does your gym compete still in the CrossFit Games? Is that Can you do that? Well, we do the workouts here, but obviously we're not a CrossFit-affiliated gym. Right. Um, so we, we may become one day, um, but we just do the workouts here anyway. We, 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 we watch the release of the workouts and we do our own little in-house competition. Um, and, you know, it's definitely not off the cards that maybe one day we might enter it. Um, and we've teed up with other CrossFit gyms around the area and gone and done workouts with them. So we're still very connected to the CrossFit community around here. Um, yeah, but technically, no, we don't enter our scores online, but we just do an in-house comp. We call it the LaSomme Games. Nice. <laughs> oh, I, I went in the CrossFit the Games, Nerida. I went in the CrossFit Games or the CrossFit oh, Open. I, I think I came about 1,543rd <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Very competitive. <laughs> but it was good fun. I enjoyed it. It was good. Hey, uh, Nerida, I know one of the topics you like to talk about is this cross-training stuff and, and particularly debunking some of the myths that are out there around cross-training. So can you tell us what are some of the myths that you commonly hear and, uh, and can you debunk those for us? Okay, so the number one thing that I hear is I've got to be fit to start. Um, definitely not the case, you know. I And I think I thought it for a long time too that I would get fit and then I would join the gym. There is n- no better way to get fit than just to step through that front door and go for it. Um, also too, I think we've, you know, I think a lot of people are fearful of what, you know, 
summer cross training or crossfit gyms do um and you know what i would just say to anybody that you know of course not everybody starts out being able to do all the movements and be really strong and and be amazing everyone has had a process to get to that point and in saying that we you know we provide that environment where every we might have a a class full of 20 girls and you know some of the girls might be doing pull-ups some of them might be doing ring rows some of them might be doing strict negatives you know there's a there's a process towards every movement and a progress so that people can continue to get better. But everyone's at different stages at, you know, all time. And you can never compare your beginning to someone else's end. Um, I definitely think that is um, a big fear for a lot of people. Um, you know, they see, you know, CrossFit guys doing muscle ups and snatches and they kind of get freaked out. So um, I think that's a big one. Um I also think too that like that people are arrogant and that people won't welcome you or that people, um, you know, are, are a bit intimidating. You know, I can't. The CrossFit community has been probably one of the most, you know, generous and you know accommodating and kind communities I've ever been connected to. Whenever somebody, I've seen, I've seen, you know, the Newcastle community go through death and you know sickness and all sorts of stuff and there's no community that will straight away get together to band behind that person than the CrossFit community so yeah I think that that intimidating factor of guys especially you know the guys that I've met in the CrossFit community 99.9% of them have been nothing but lovely and super encouraging and supportive so even the ones with the beards and the tats right yeah, yeah, That's definitely. Right. They definitely do look a little bit scary, but they're the first <laughs> ones to teach you how to put yeah. a barbell on your back. Yeah. Um, how to do a pull up. So yeah, I just think yeah. people We're pretty intimidating to- us CrossFit guys, Damo. <laughs> so <laughs> tough. I said scary. I was never intimidated by you until you joined CrossFit and then I was becoming really intimidated <laughs> by you. So. <laughs> where um where can people find you? How do they get in touch with you? Uh, how can they reach out to you to be able to be part of your, you know, amazing movement? Uh, we are very present on our social media. So our Instagram page and our Facebook page are both Miss Lassom. So M-I-S-S-L-I-S-O-M-E. Um, they can definitely visit either of those pages, shoot us a message, and we'll get straight back to them. Um, you know, we're also based in Carrington. We get people dropping in all the time because we're here all day. We've got a physio upstairs. So a lot of people just pop in to check the place out and often want to watch a workout, which I don't allow. They've got to straight away get involved. Um, but, yeah, people can reach out to us. They can also email us at info at lasom.net.au as well. Nice. Actually, you know what we didn't ask is what does lasom mean because it means something. It does. It's a Latin term um, and it means to be agile, supple and graceful. And um, the reason I wanted that was I just wanted something that was a little bit unique, a name that people would um, really kind of grab onto other than, you know, going to the gym. I wanted people to talk about Lassom like it was a thing. So, yeah, I was Googling all sorts of Latin terms and no one liked anything that I had. A lot of people didn't even like this until they saw the logo attached to it and then all of a sudden, yeah, all the girls love it. It's very feminine and I like that it has that kind of mixed meaning as well. Yeah, it's really nice. Well done. Well, congratulations on what you're achieving and what you're doing. It sounds like you're really making, you know, Newcastle an incredible, you know, exercise and fitness hub. So well done and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I've really enjoyed chatting to you both. Thanks, Thanks, Narada. 
Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Guy Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Guys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au. And to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.